Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah 31, Ishayahu, Perak, Lamed, Aleph. And this is Saul Weinreb, the host for your podcast. In this chapter, Ishayahu continues to criticize the people for looking towards human beings, and specifically in this case, looking towards Egypt for help and support rather than looking towards God. The specific time in history that this chapter is referring to is debatable. According to Rashi, this is referring to the northern tribes of Israel who looked towards Egypt for support against their war, for their war against Ashur, Assyria. According to the Radak, it's referring to the time of Chizkiyahu, where he looked to Egypt for military aid. Other commentaries have other understandings. I mention this just for the sake of teaching the understanding of this chapter. However, as I've said several times, I'm going to focus much more on the moral message here than on the specific historical event being referred to here. In this particular case, in Yeshayahu, the last chapter, chapter 30, Yeshayahu aimed his criticism at the people for turning towards Egypt because they looked towards Egypt as a, as a source of, of wealth. They looked at their power in terms of their gold and silver. Here, it's more of a criticism looking towards Egypt because of their power, their military might, their chariots and their horses, and so on. These are two different aspects of human achievement and human so-called greatness that people can get duped by and look towards other human beings and see how wealthy they are, which was last chapter, and how powerful they are, which is this chapter, rather than look towards God, who is much more a source of wealth and much more a source of power. So let's continue. And again, Gishayahu continues in chapter 31 with the uh, introduction of the word hoy, woe, or attention, listen. Hoy hayordim itzrayim le'ezrael. Let's start with verse 1, chapter 31. Woe is to those that go down to Egypt for help. Al susimi They are relying upon horses. Vayivduchu al rechev kirav. And they are having faith in their riders and chariots because they have so many of them the alporashim and on their chariots because there are so many of them and they do not rely upon the holy one of israel the real source of strength god himself they do not look towards god for help in the time of need but rather they get duped by the by the visible awe and power of all the horses and chariots and so on. But God himself, God, is, is, is smart. He is the source of intelligence. And he brings, brings evil upon them. God is trustworthy, unlike the Egyptians that are Oshek Vinolos, as we learned in the last chapter, that are untrustworthy. God is trustworthy. He keeps his word. God will come against eventually those that are evil. God's 
justice and power is based on justice. God is against the help of those that do sin. In other words, don't go to the Egyptians that are people of sin. God is against them. Umitzraimodamviloel says verse three. Egypt, they are just human beings. They are not a god. How could you look at them for strength? They're just human. They're not a god. Their horses, when all is said and done, they're flesh and blood. They are not of spirit. God, all he needs to do is stretch out his hands. And he that you look to for help will be weak. And the one who is being helped, in other words, you, the people of Israel, that are looking for help will just fall. And together, both the Egyptians who you look to for help and the people themselves who look to Egypt for help will both be destroyed, will both end. Because if that is where you look for your source of strength, it's nothing. It's just human strength. It passes. It's nothing. Because, says Yishayahu, this is what God told me. If only you look to God rather than look to human beings. If only you stood fast. You, people of Judah and Jerusalem, you have something so much more precious to stand up for, so much more precious to fight for, so much stronger, so much more powerful than what everyone else around you, all of your enemies, are relying upon. You have a lesson to teach the world that's so much more important. If only you relied upon God, then, just like a lion or, or a young lion stands over the, the victim, the, the, uh, the um, animal victim that he has taken down, and all these shepherds come to the lion to rescue its victim, imagining the image of a, a lion that attacked a, a sheep or something that belonged to people and everyone comes to get rid of the lion the lion is not afraid at all of the people that are coming around he doesn't even bother to answer all those people those people are so afraid of the lion the lion doesn't care if only you relied upon God this is how God the God of hosts that's how he comes to protect the mountain of Zion and its heights image of God as a lion protecting the people. If only you relied upon him, he's not afraid at all. Because he's God, he's not afraid. Like birds that fly. The bird's not afraid of people. The bird knows he can just easily fly away and escape at any second. That's how God protects Jerusalem. That's how he will rescue Israel. That's how he will just he will fly over from the same language of the word Pesach or Passover. He can pass over. He has nothing to worry about. No one can attack him. No one can reach him. No one can catch him. He can always vehemlit. He can always escape. God is not worried about these things. God is powerful. And God is not concerned about being captured. Shuvu. Shuvu says... Ishayahu begs the people, return to God. You were sinful against him. The one you were in 
depth, in a deep way, you turned against him. B'nai Yisrael, people of Israel, Shuvu returned to him. He, he's there, he's ready, he's waiting for you to return to him. He's not going to reject you. And then, once again, he flips to the future. Yishayahu, in his usual fashion, he'll flip back and forth from the time that he's standing, from the time in which he's speaking to the future day, Kibayomahu, because on that day, on that day in the future, what's going to be? He always gives this vision of the future so that people can understand where they're aiming towards, where you're going, what's going to be on that day. People are going to give up their gods of silver and of gold, their worship of wealth and worldly power. The things that your own hands have made, these are just sin. And that day in the future, people will finally realize that. So realize it now, says Yeshayahu, return to God now. And then he flips to this time, and he tells the people, who are you afraid of now? You're afraid of Assyria? Assyria is going to fall. The hair of Loish, by a sword, but not by a sword of man like Egypt, that you're looking to their chariots and their swords and their power. The hair of Loadam Tochlanu. It is not a human sword that is going to destroy them. He's going to run from the sword. And the strong young men that are standing to defend Egypt and supposedly you want to ally yourselves with them to gain to get their advantage of their strength. They will become Lamas, they will become as 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 tribute. They were they're going to be downtrodden. They're going to be the ones that lose the battle. Because they're going to be running away, not from a human sword, but rather from God himself, who is so, so much more powerful. Again, now he's emphasizing the power of God over the, over the supposed power, the fake power, the, the meaningless power of human beings. Visal omi magoria avor. And his rock, remember, God is referred to as the rock of Israel, meaning the rock, something which is solid, something which we can rely upon. But the human rock, Yavor, will just pass. His, his princes, the, the leaders, the officers of Egypt, of human beings, they will be afraid from, from the sign. This is what God said. Asher Urlo, the fire of God, is in Zion, is in Zion. Vitanurlo in his oven, if you recall, in the last chapter, verse 33, the, the oven of God is prepared for that feast of the future, that feast of the future where all of the evil peoples, the ones that don't want to rely upon God, the ones that don't want to accept the mission of tzedek mishpat, justice and righteousness, those people will be left out. Those people will be punished. And that feast where the people that were faithful to God, the people that were faithful to his mission of justice and righteousness will enjoy in that feast. That great, great big oven that was prepared, that was discussed in verse 33 at the end of chapter 30, where is that oven? That is in Jerusalem. Thank you so much for studying chapter 31. Looking forward to studying chapter 32 together.